Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, hey. Thanks for listening today, guys. We are the pastors here in McKinney, Texas at Live Fellowship Church. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are honored that you're inviting us to be uh, a part of your world. Thanks for spreading the word and sharing this content. Every Wednesday, we release a brand new podcast. Yes, we do. They're revolutionary. (laughs) They're groundbreaking. Y'all, we do try to make these topics that people are interested in learning about and growing and sometimes a little bit fun. Um, So thanks for being back today. We're going to continue with where we left off last week. Um, You know, we've gotten such great feedback from last week's episode. Yeah. And we love reading your responses. And so thanks to every one of you guys that you, you send in responses and if if you haven't yet, you can send us questions. Um, we want topics. you to be like yeah. participate with us by letting us know. This is like a family. What you think? What you? Um, what questions you have? Maybe even what topics you want us to talk about in the future. So send quickly, it to info at lifefellowship.tv. That's so right. Email info at lifefellowship.tv. And again, help us spread the word. Share this with uh, your friends on social media. Text your friends the links. Last week, we began this discussion about thinking, talking, and acting like a leader. And unfortunately, we're living in a culture right now that there's not a lot of leaders. There's just a lot of followers. um, And we're trying to raise up a generation of people that are going to change their schools, that are going to change our communities, uh, places of commerce, um, our families. And it begins by you thinking right, talking right, and then acting, we've, we've got to get back to that, where we are actually being doers of what we're learning. And uh, we began this last week talking about how when you look into a leader's mind, mm-hmm. what they think about is determining the direction of their life. And one of the great quotes that we gave last week was from Craig Rochelle. He said, if your life is, move, your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts... And God is massively uh, interested in your thoughts. He talks about it all through mm-hmm, Scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You're becoming that person. Yeah, yeah. And so, what you fill your mind with is where your thoughts are going to go, and is the direction that your life is going to go. So, if you don't, if you don't like the direction of where your life is at right now, ask yourself. Let's yeah, change these thoughts. What are you thinking? What, what What have you been, you know, putting in? And then a indicator of what you've been thinking about is what you're speaking about. Yeah, it's true. It always starts in your thinking. You start hearing it come on out of someone's mouth, and then they start moving in that direction. They start, yeah, saying it. And so again, these are these are really important. So just as a quick review before we continue on this, the first thing that you're going to need to do to in order to think, talk, and act like a leader is you're going to have to be in control of your thoughts. We have to take them captive. And that. the Bible making, yeah, we, we had a little fun with that last week. But it says that the Lord detests the thoughts 
of the wicked, uh, but those of the pure are pleasing to him. And that's Proverbs 15, 26. So we're going to have to control our, our fleshly thoughts, our sinful thoughts, prideful thoughts, arrogant thoughts. Mm-hmm. And let me just add this. I didn't say this last week, but just because you have a thought doesn't mean you have to act on it. I was about to say the exact sentence. The enemy will do that to you all the time. Yeah. He'll put this thought in you, and he's hoping that you'll bite that bait. It's true. But just because you have a sinful thought doesn't mean you have to continue thinking that thought or that you have to act on that thought. You can literally stop the thought, yep. filtering it through the lens of like, what is truth? What does God's word actually say about this? Not what I'm thinking right now or not how I feel. What is truth? And then I'm going to engage my heart and my mind to think on what is true, right? What scripture says. So replace those thoughts. Replace those thoughts. So if you need to, you know, put put on the podcast with Life in Christian Tatum. You know, if you're if you're feeling, you know, find one of the topics that we've been talking on. You know, find find scriptures that you know really um, that highlight the place where you feel that you're weak in. Just replace that that wrong thought with God's thought. But great leaders don't just let their minds go anywhere. They control mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Discipline. With. The only reason why people fail, why they why they don't succeed in what they need to, is because of broken focus. That's good. So we, we've we've broken our focus. We're no longer. So when you lose your why, you you lose your way. Hmm. So you got to keep that why in front of you. You got to keep the control of your thoughts in front of you. And again, this is just massively important. Number two. Um, when you look into a leader's mind, you see creativity. Yeah, that, that's that's really important. One of, and one of the most nat- natural inclinations of a leader is that they dare to do things different than everybody else. Yeah, they are. They're dreamers, and they're teachable, and they're thinking outside of the box. They're asking for creative input from other strong leaders. They're not just... Re- and that was one of the areas that I was really weak on in the very early days. So somebody that's very type A and creative and driven, they tend to think, well, I, I know what I'm doing. I don't need anybody else to tell me what that do. <laughs> and how foolish. That also, yeah. In some ways, it's it's an immature way of thinking. And as you mature or as uh, circumstances mature you, <laughs> it helps you to understand. I don't really know uh, I'm at a point now. What I'm I doing. ask more questions. Than I, I need don't. input. I'm, I'm, a, I'm asking people questions all the time. Yeah. Like, tell me how you do that. How, how you do this. What do you think about this? Yes. Because I'm constantly trying to learn. Yep. And get feedback from people. So let's. Great leaders. They Are do creative. that. Number three. Uh, great leaders. We talked about this last week, and I had so much fun with this. In fact, I've got I've got one story that I didn't share last week on this. Okay. When you look into a leader's mind, you see limitless possibilities. So remember, as leaders, we're going to ask the question: What if? Mm-hmm. Well, what if we do this? Or what if we try that? Or what if we go this way? What if we, you know, uh, what what if we call them for a a, a a quote, what if they will partner with us? What, what if I if? can get it donated and I don't have to buy it? Yeah. Instead of so saying like, it can't happen, yeah. instead of shutting it down, great leaders- See possibility. See, piece of bo- see possibility. So- What were you going to say? This is great. So uh, years ago, there was a restaurant 
and there was a cashier that was working at this restaurant and he had this idea and he felt like it was going to be groundbreaking, this idea. So he shared it with his, his manager mm-hmm. and his manager said, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard in my entire life. It's, it's just dumb. Don't ever bring that up to me again. Well, this young man kept thinking of this idea and he thought it would be so great that one day when the district manager was there in their in their restaurant he he pitched the idea idea to him okay and this was the idea his idea was what if we were to blow a hole in the back end of the restaurant and if we would sell hamburgers out of the back end of the restaurant back of the kitchen back of the kitchen and people would be in their cars and they would drive around and pick up pick Pick up up their their burger straight out of the kitchen Hmm, imagine that to which the general manager or excuse the district manager told him he said that is the most ridiculous stupid idea that i've ever heard nobody wants to drive in their cars to pick up food like that everybody wants to get to park their cars get out of it and get and come inside the restaurant and, and and sit well, this young guy wouldn't give up, so he took it to the guy that was above the district manager. Wow. And they attempted to try it in one of their stores. And? The store is named McDonald's, and the rest is history. Today, well, I don't even know what it... Before COVID, McDonald's sold 63% of all of their... Food their out food of the window. Through the drive through window. Yeah, yeah. Pretty COVID, great idea. <laughs> COVID, they sold 100% of yeah. their th- food through the drive through window. What I'm saying is that there are drive through window ideas that God wants to give you. And instead of shutting them down, great leaders see limitless possibilities mm-hmm. all around. It's great, babe. I love that. I think we need to have limitless possibility thinking in the church. Limitless think, possibility yeah. thinking in our in our families, in our homes. So many times we think it has to be the way that it is. And the truth is there's just a million other ways and creative ideas that God can give us as parents, as spouses, to do it different think and about to be how better. Disappointed God must be sometimes where where we don't think that way. He's like going, <laughs> I am the God that created the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Look around you. Did you see that sunset? Like I do that every day and it's different. And you're already giving up? <laughs> or you're just copying what everyone else is doing? Come on. I know. Like the very first attribute that we discover about God is that he's creative. Yeah. In the beginning, God created. created. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do it different, to consider the question, what if? What if? All right, here's the fourth one. Here's This is new ground. We, we didn't talk about this last week. But when you look into a leader's mind, you're going to always see plans. Okay? Now, I know some of you just went, oh, really? Plans? We say it all the time here in our staff. In fact, we actually have it in a frame in our green room. Those who sweat in preparation do not bleed in battle. The power of planning. Tatum, you're a planner. You planned out our wedding. Yes, I did. (laughs) 22 years ago. We just celebrated our 22nd anniversary. Yeah, we did. But kind of naturally, I am a planner. I know not everyone is, and it doesn't, you have to sort of think harder 
when you're not. But, le- but there's so much power. But great leaders. In- no, no, no. If you're going to be a great leader, you're going to have to, whether you like well, it or not. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it doesn't to. come naturally, you have to make yourself um, and surround yourself with people who are good at planning because there's power in the details and in the plans. Okay. So read these two scriptures here, and then I want to give you some practical steps to become a great planner. Okay. Proverbs 14, 8 says, the wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. So prudent people, uh, wise people give careful thought to their ways. So you're not just doing whatever you want to do. It's not just by the seat of your pants, you're not just, oh, I feel like this right now, but tomorrow if I feel like it, then I'll do that. No, they're planning. They're prepared. They're giving thought It's amazing to to what how many doing. people have not planned for future retirement. And if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a quote. I think it is. No, it definitely is. It's not I think. That definitely is. <laughs> I wasn't so confident when I was, now it was coming out. I could hear it in my I mind. there's a quote out there that says, <laughs> if you fail to plan, wait, what, how's it go? If, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What we're trying to say Hashtag. is <laughs> give thought about what you're going to do as a leader. You can't just ho-hum. Even as, I mean, everyone is leading someone. So if you're thinking to yourself when you're listening to us talk, I'm not really a leader. I'm just a, I'm just a, a mom raising my kids at home. Hello? You're not just a mom Holy raising the kids. Moly. You're raising probably maybe, you have the potential to raise world changers for yes. the kingdom of God. There's so much leadership within you as a parent. There's so much leadership within you as a student. If you're thinking, I'm just a teenager, I'm not really leading. You have so many eyes watching you. You are impacting so many other students and kids and your siblings, decisions that you make. Other kids, other teenagers, your younger siblings are going to follow. You are absolutely a leader. Everyone And if you're not faithful in the small things, God can't trust you with the greater things. So if you think, well, I don't really have much influence right now, who cares? Be faithful with what you have. I tell people, you know, um, well, when they say, well, I don't like my car or whatever, I want a really nice car someday. Be faithful with what you have right now. Clean it. it. Keep it washed. Vacuum it out. I mean, detail it out. Take care of what you have now, and it will... You're going to have something greater later on because if God yep. can't trust you with the small things, He won't be able to trust you with the greater with the greater things. Yep. But great leaders have they make plans. Uh, what does it say here in, in uh, Proverbs fourteen fifteen? It says, "A simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought to his steps." So, a prudent man, a wise man, is thinking about his steps. So, how do we do that? Let me give you. Two different ideas here, practical things. You and I are going to have to learn how to transform your wild, untamed ideas into a step-by-step workable plan by processing the idea to complete fruition. So you can't just um, say, well, I'm going to um, uh, compete in a triathlon. Yeah. 
You Good have to example. Now, so that's the ultimate goal. Yeah. That's my plan. I'm going to do mm-hmm. that. But now a wise leader says, these are the steps I'm going to have to take in order to start doing that. Mm-hmm. This is the gear that I'm going to have to, to purchase. Yep. In order to buy that gear, uh, I'm going to need to save up this much money. Yep. And I'm going to need to start training and swimming. I'm going to have to start. I, I got to figure out how much. This I get- is how many miles this day. This is the, what I do the next day. You got to have a plan, and a step-by-step. Here's step how I'm going to progress. I need to hire a coach to help me with this. Yeah. This is going to be, I need to register by this date to be a part of that thing. You, you don't just... Have a wild, crazy idea, but no steps to get there, right? The, the prudent, wise people give thought to their way. And if you want to be a great leader, an exceptional leader, if you, you, again, let me let me just break it down. It's, it's simple. So if you're leading a ministry, if you're leading your family, if you're leading a business, don't just say, we're going to go do this. Uh, have a plan of how you're going yeah. to- How do you get there? A step-by-step plan. Because- I believe that God leads us in steps, not leaps. And everybody wants instant microwave. We reached the goal. But yeah, like instant fame, instant success. I want it right now. We live in a society that has zero patience and doesn't like want to do the work in between the now and the next step. But we all want to like somehow be millionaires when you retire at 65. But what are we doing? To prepare for that. And that's the title <laughs> How do we of this? live right now? It's thinking, yeah, talking, and acting. So you you have to you have to put some plans into action, and you can't blame other people for your inaction. We live in a culture right now that is constantly blaming people or others. You know, it's the government's fault that I'm in mm-hmm. the situation mm-hmm. I'm in. It's it's my parents' fault that I'm in this situation that I'm in. It's my spouse's fault. It's, And yes, there there could be some assigned responsibilities to some of those other parties. But, but there comes a time in everybody's life when you have to take responsibility for yourself now as a... As a leader. As a leader, as an adult, as your own individual. Okay, I have the power to make some changes in my life, to change the way that I think, to change the way that I believe and to change, like to put this into action. So some of you right now, you as a leader, you might be thinking, you know, you, you need to make some changes when it comes to your health. Do it. Step out. And again, not by leaps, by steps. Mm-hmm. The people that I see fail most often on their big goals or their plans are people that just, just, uh, they go all in to the point where they are trying to take this massive leap. So they've never they've never been in a gym. They've never worked out. Ever and they're in their gonna life. do a triathlon in six months. And you're like, come on. <laughs> Just take some steps. Take some steps. Be consistent. When it comes to, <clears throat> so if you're wanting to learn a new language, when if you're wanting to, you know, again, invest for uh, retirement, mm-hmm. you're wanting to study through the Bible. Don't don't try to read through the Bible in 90 days. Maybe mm-hmm. take a year. Mm-hmm. To do that. Consistent steps and make a plan. Because you're going to have, as a leader, you're going to have wild, untamed ideas. And those are good. You need those. But you can't just have that. I have met so many people that they just have these ideas and they never act them out. They never... Yeah. They dream of really great things that they want to like do. Like admirable. It's like, whoa, my yeah. kids are going to be like this. Here's the end product mm-hmm. of what my kids are going to look like but they never put those plans into play. They don't put step-by-step process there. Uh, Another thing is, 
And here's another uh, practical thing. Allow the planning stage to change the idea if necessary, since the goal is getting the results. So in other words, you have this end goal as you start going through it. Wow. You come into contact with some maybe new information. uh, Or new challenges. And don't be married to your step-by-step if you're end goal is where you're going, it's okay to change the plan along the way, like to morph it. Allow it, allow it to change. In, in fact, you, you and I do that <clears throat> quite often. We'll sit down. So like Tatum and I, we have our day dates on Friday. Mm-hmm. Like our, our Fridays are, are just you and I. And probably about once a month, maybe twice a month, we're talking about what's our future look like? What's, you know, with, with our kids, with our health, with ministry, with finances Mm -hmm. with, you know, future places we want to visit, things we want to do. And those are always moving, even though we have the end goal, but how we get there sometimes is morphing just a little bit. Yeah. And so I I just think it's, it's important to uh, be flexible in that and not so rigid, but this is the plan and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah, but the road might be blowing up and under construction and there's all this other stuff. You might need to take a different route. Yes, if 2020 taught us anything, it's that uh, we can be flexible with changing plans and that's okay. Speaking of flexibility, um, are are you able to touch your toes without bending your knees yes i can really but you can't i can't <laughs> i'm not actually that flexible but i can touch my toes i think i can but it's like painful <laughs> <laughs> okay and it's one of those things you like push way down real quick and then you can't stay there long <laughs> oh no i can't stay there it's like one of those just barely touch all right, I don't even know how we got there. Okay, here's the last thing. All right. Uh, so when you think, act, and talk like a leader, here's the the fifth thing, and, and that is that great leaders they when you look into the line when you look into a leader's mind, you see intentional growth. So let's talk about growth. Proverbs thirty verse thirteen says, "Don't be stuck up and think that you're better than everybody else." <laughs> What do you think he's trying to say? (laughs) Just kidding. It's pretty plain. Okay, so here's some ideas. Practical. Let me let me just tell you. Uh, How how do you how do you see uh, intentional growth? How about this? How about be open to correction? Yes, yes to that. What 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 do you think about correction? Well, I think we all nobody likes it, but I think. Everyone has to be willing to say, I'm not the best at what I'm doing. And I don't think that I'm, that there's not room for growth. And so being willing to say, you know what? Um, After a huge project that we work on, um, I'm going to invite the feedback from, you know, my boss to tell me, what do you think I could have done differently? Or what did you see that? you know, could have been improved upon. Just being willing to receive that and to invite it, actually. We do that here on the staff. We call it game films. So after our services, especially after big uh, events or what have you, we we do game films. Yeah, but you do that actually after every single every single service, week. every week. Ah, let's talk about last Sunday 
and how things flowed. And, and we're very real with each other. And just like, you know what? That was just that. We that, messed that up here. To, we missed it here. This was, and, yeah. Because we're representing God. We want to be, we want to um, re- represent him right. But uh, great leaders are also open to correction. And just remember, you, 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 don't, you don't correct up. You correct down. So, so in other words, um, I'm not to be. Um, th- there are different levels of authority that God has placed in our lives. So I don't correct up. I'm not going to those that are in leadership um, per se over me, like and and go, man, you guys need to fix this, 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 and <laughs> you really stink. Yeah, at there's this. an appropriate way. You go through and, levels yeah. of leadership. We always tell our staff, staff, swim upstream. Swim upstream. Okay? So be open to correction. Number two, number two is visit progressive places. So intentional growth happens when you go to places that stretch you. Yeah, that do things better than you do them or that are uh, challenging you in the positive way to think, man, this is so incredible. How can we take steps to, you know, do something like this? Yeah, they inspire you. I mean, uh, Pastor Matt, our uh, children's pastor, next generation pastor, he loves, 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 loves going to Disney. Like he'll he'll try to go twice a year. Just loves it. Because when he's there, yeah, he's man, inspired. he is inspired by all kinds of things to mm-hmm. reach kids. We need to be around places that are, that inspiring are, us. What were we going to say? <laughs> I think. No, tell me. I was just going to make a joke. I like fancy hotels and nice restaurants. Okay. Inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> and a chef would would inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. All of those. Although you're a really you're a good cook, honey. It's you always have, it's always nice. You have one of those gifts that you can taste something and you know. Man, that's it just needs a little bit more paprika. <laughs> or whatever to it. Anyways. Maybe. Sideways thought. But be open to correction. Number two, visit progressive places. How about this? Network across and up, not down. Yes. So let's explain that a little bit. So for again, I come back to this. It, it's all about your sphere of influence. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You're becoming the average of your top five closest friends. Yeah. So... So as an example, I lead life groups at Life Fellowship. And if I'm going to network with other churches to get ideas, to share ideas, to learn from them, to grow as a leader, I'm going to be looking for churches who are, if they're not reaching as many people or don't have as many life groups as we have, the ones who are far ahead of me that I can learn from, how did they get there? What are what are they doing? How do they develop their leaders? I'm not necessarily going to churches you know, that are half of our size or are just getting started because that would be networking down. We've been, we've grown through that process to a certain degree. And now I need to someone that's really going to stretch me that I think, holy cow, they're way far ahead. I need to learn how to get there because that's where we see ourselves going. Mm -hmm. Does that explain it? Yeah. So like if you want to excel in the area of your investments, can I just encourage you, find somebody that is in the area that um, you have a, 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 um, a passion for 
and ask them to speak into that. You know, that is that has maybe seen a lot more success than you have. Maybe they maybe they are a leader of a company that they are. Maybe you have you know thirty people uh, in your company, uh, but they have you know one hundred and fifty in theirs, and learn the art of networking up and not down because you are becoming the average of your top five closest friends of your top five closest influences. Another way that you can grow is listen to podcasts, read books, articles, read, listen, consume content. So there's always, for me, um, I enjoy listening to podcasts more than I do reading through the book. I just learn better when I hear. And so, um, man, there's so many mornings that I, um, you're listening to life with Kristen Tatum. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You actually are. (laughs) Every once in a while, I think, oh gosh, I don't know how I sounded when we said that, but no, I'm really not. I enjoy listening to like great leadership podcasts, church ministry growth podcasts, but also just personal. But expand your horizon. What are you interested in? What's in your world? There's so much out there. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure there's a podcast for sewing. If you like sewing. There's somebody out there that pro- wants to teach you how to maybe. Do cro- crochet. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if you can teach that on podcasts, but there's probably passionate there's people a, talking about it. There's there's a leader, there's a uh, a podcast for everything. So I, if you're like me or even busier than me and you're thinking, how can I cut out so many hours a week to learn, to develop? I don't, you know, I can't just sit and read hours and hours. I don't have the time. Find something that you can listen to. Make it a habit that when you get in your car, instead of playing music, you're playing a podcast. When you're getting ready in the morning, you know, play a pod. Think of ways that you can incorporate listening to someone who's teaching. Um, it doesn't always have to be you sitting down with a book. So be open to correction. Visit progressive places. Places network across and up, not down. Listen to podcasts, books, and articles. Last thing, step out of your comfort zone. So you got all this stuff there. You've had people poured into you. Now it's time for you to take the step. It's time for you to step out. Some of you have been sitting on an idea for the longest time. Some of you have been scared to ask that person out on a date. Some of you have been scared to step out and take that class or try to... um, to start that business. Some mm-hmm. of you have, maybe maybe it's time for you to ask that person to marry you. Uh, it's time for you to implement that idea that's there. Maybe it's time for you to finally start putting those steps in place mm-hmm. to, get, to get healthy. Uh, but start, step out. You'll never know until you do. That's true. You'll never know. See, the greatest regrets we're going to have at the end of our lives are not the regrets of action, they're the regrets of inaction. Yeah, it's the it's the what if I would have. What if like, I would have done mm-hmm. this? What if I would have attempted that? Yeah, it's not going to be your regrets of action. It's going to be the regrets of inaction. And so, can I just challenge you today? Find something. Step out. And the reason why it's called comfort zone is because it's comfortable. Yeah, but as a leader, you know that's what leaders do. You take the step um, after you've done all these other things. You know you're planned and you're prepared, and you um, you're changing how you're thinking and you're filtering your your thoughts through God's word. And then you're saying, "This is 
This is where the direction we're going. I'm going to take the step. And I'm God's going to lead. be with you. Listen, he's the one that when Peter said, hey, can I step out of the boat and come water walk with you? Jesus is like, yeah, come on, man, let's do this. Yeah. And if God has put that thought in your heart, if God has put that dream in your heart, and you have been intentional, and he's going to be with you. He's going to give you his strength, and he's going to open up incredible doors of opportunity for you. Again, you'll never know until you do. And if you fall flat on your face, who cares? Yeah. At least you know, okay, Mm, that really wasn't a great great idea. He, there's a statement that Chris says a lot, and many of you might have heard, but it's do it afraid. So if, if you're not stepping out, if you're not doing something because you're fearful, you know, it's time to tell fear to take, take a backseat, to sit down, to not be dominated by what you're afraid of. Um, you can still do something even if you feel a little scared to do it. How many people, people in the Bible do we have examples of that, my goodness, do you not think David was terrified when he went against gigantic Goliath or when he killed a bear? And like, sure, they're human beings. You still have this emotion of fear, but it doesn't stop them from doing what a leader does. Do it afraid. Leaders lead. They move forward. So let's do that, everybody. Uh, Andy Andy Warhol said this, They say that time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. And so the thing about the Lord is this, that he always cooperates with us. It says nothing is impossible. Not It doesn't say nothing is impossible for God. It says nothing is impossible with God. God is always looking for somebody to cooperate with. He is always looking for a leader. He's always looking for somebody that will step out. And if you'll do the work, even when it's hard, the great change doesn't happen accidentally. It happens because you're intentional, because it happens because you're driven. It happens because there's a dream that God has placed on the inside of you. And if you'll step out today, you're going to find the God of the universe giving you strength to be able to move forward. Listen, I truly believe this, that the greatest leaders in America have yet to be discovered. I think that the greatest churches churches in America have yet to be built. Mm -hmm. I asked the question, why not us? Why can't God use us? Why can't God use you? I think the greatest ideas are still undiscovered. I think the greatest opportunities are still Mm -hmm. there. And I say, why not you? Why not today? Why? Who told you that it couldn't be you? Who told you that it couldn't happen? It wasn't God. He's saying, man, I've got more plans and ideas and things for you than you ever dreamed possible. So come on, everybody, step out. Step out. Step out. All right, today we're going to jump into a mailbag question that we have. Uh, We only have time, though, for one of them. All right. And uh, this question comes in. Now, this this is intriguing. Look at this here. It says... What would you do if you weren't a pastor? Now that's a great question. Uh, hmm. Tatum, what would what, what about you? Well, my answer would probably be something in um, like I think I would do something in the like nursing type, medical realm, caring for people, 
um, something like that. I always thought that I wanted to be like a I thought you were going to maybe say maybe a painter because you like painting and art and then no. also like an interior decorator. Or I would, do, I would do decorating. I like taking care of people and I like the idea of maybe something pediatric. Maybe you could be kids. decorating their house while you and are then taking I care decorate. of them at the same time. There Let we me go. take care of you by <laughs> making this place beautiful. Yeah, one of those. Uh, what about you? What would me, you do? Well, in, in high school, we already found out I'd be a crossing guard. Stop. That's not what you pick. No. If it was if it was me, I would be a... Uh, oh, man. What it, would you pick? I don't know. It, it would be something with working with investments and whatever. It would be like a, a real estate tycoon. Like a stockbroker? <laughs> no, I wouldn't want to be a stockbroker. I would like to like be buying and selling. I mean, I can do that now and I do, yeah. you know. But you'd want to help other people do that. Yes. Because that's how uh, you would get paid, right? You can't just do it for yourself. Actually, I mean, what I would love to do uh, if I wasn't a pastor, if I could just, if I knew how to make like tons of money on the stock market, I would make all that and then go be involved in, but then it comes back to ministry. But I'd say be, it. What? Huh? I'd go help all kinds of pastors and just, pour into them and give them leadership and just help them to just uh, to, to take new ground and just figure out systems and it comes back Create to ministry. Create and dream. Honestly, if it was if it what you and I have talked about this. Like honestly, if I if I won a, you know, a 50 million dollar lottery. Yeah. ticket, I'd still be on the platform on Sunday morning speaking here at Life Fellowship. Yeah. I, I can't. Honestly, yeah. We. I mean, yeah. I, I never want to get away from what we do because I. It's like what I feel God has created us to do, like what He's made us to do. So I love it with everything in me, and I think you feel the same way. It's not because of a paycheck. Clearly, we're not saying, "Oh, we're doing this because we want to get paid a certain amount of money." No, like we do this. If we had all the money in the world, this would still be what I'd God still called be up us there to do. On, yeah. yeah, I love it. I'd still spend my day, you know, praying and preparing on on Saturdays for for a Sunday and being up on the platform and seeing people's lives change. It's the greatest honor of my life. And honestly, but if you weren't in ministry, that, I think that's one of the things, though, as a pastor, like like if you can do anything else other than pastoring, go do it because it's like one of the most grueling, um, challenging. Um, things and the reason why I say that is because in today's culture, you you have to know how to speak, how to counsel, how to lead, how to how to deal with business. You got to know about marketing. You got to know about how uh, uh, you got to you got to understand budgets. You, I mean, you uh, how to hire yeah. people. I mean, you there's gotta, a business side of ministry that everyone doesn't think of. They just think you show up on Sundays and you say something. There are so inspiring, many and then you, what do you do all week? But yeah, it's really like of ministry, and then there's a spiritual attack on your life. Yeah, yeah, and then you're always on. You're always needing to be ready when you know if some if if, if there's a funeral, if somebody passes away, you know. Uh, it's, all, the all kinds of it's the most incredible thing, thing. ever. And I'm yeah, saying that I would. If that's why I know that I. The, I can't. I wouldn't want to do anything else. Like I am having the time of my life. So what would I do if I wasn't a pastor? Uh, I'd be dead. 
I'll, I'll be in heaven with Jesus, okay? Uh, so in other words, I'm saying I love doing what, what I get to do, and uh, it's an honor to be able to do this and to be alongside the greatest people on the planet. So hey, everybody, from Tatum and I, we hope that you guys have uh, a great day today. Hope you got something out of today's talk. Hey, next week, I'm so excited. I actually uh, wrote something that I think is going to, I'm going to get really authentic. I'm going to talk about 10 life lessons that ministry has taught me. That's and on next week's. Next week. And you don't even know what I'm, I'm going to say. I don't. And I have no idea. Really, uh, I think it's going to be eye-opening. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.